Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, Managing Editor, FightfulWrestling.com. It is June 11, 2019. We are here to talk SmackDown Live. Maybe a little bit of news as well. Not a ton that went on tonight, but there's always a ton going on over at FightfulSelect.com. Now, we have several tiers in which you all can subscribe to to support us. And like I've said before, it is the most direct way to support us. The irony is that we have a tier, which is uh, effectively a, a champion level tier. You get all kinds of stuff. And one of those things you get is a plug. Alex, do you know what the person, or this person's plug was? I don't. They, they wanted me to plug the $50 tier that they subscribed to. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't have been more overjoyed, Alex. That's very nice of them to to help out. Now I know a lot of you are thinking, "Damn, that's a lot." You get a lot for that. You get all of our uh, original tier uh, rewards. You get uh, the several weekly shows that we do. You get the retro review. You get the fightful report. You get the midweek show. You get the weekender show. You get outtake and behind the scene footage. You get photo gallery access. You get to ask as many questions as you want. You get a bumper sticker. After six months, we send you a shirt as well. You get stupid people segments, the Russo reveals, early access. You get uh, Jimmy Van's book. And then when you step up, you also get uh, the exclusive Fightful Select mug that we ship to you after the first month. Also, you can guest star on a podcast if you save up your tier uh, for a couple of months. Uh, if you want to just do it a month at a time, you can submit uh, retro review ideas, alternate commentary ideas. If there's a match you want us to do alternate commentary on, we'll do it. If there's a dark match that exists out there and you want me to do one on that, I'll do it. Or you can save it up for a couple months and you can appear on those uh, with us as well. Go over there. Check it out. Uh, our dude, Zachary wanted that as his plug and let me tell you i appreciate it he joined us on uh an upcoming retro review for armageddon 2008 that was a lot of fun to go back and look at but tonight we're looking at smackdown live but you know what else is on fightful select alex what's that 
the Jimmy Van and SRS cover of Ass Man. <laughs> it's a long time coming. I'll say that. We legit have enough material for an EP at this point. I, th- I think we do. Yeah, at least. I think we do. And you know what? I, I could have went into, if you want an EP and not ED, our friends at Blue Chew can help. But I, I don't want to do plugs back to back. But it, but if you want to plug somebody back to back, man, I, I got to stop. I'm, I'm too far in. Yeah, too far Smack- in. SmackDown Live, this show was kicked off with a promo that we did not need, Alex. No, we did not. This was abysmal. Miz TV kicks off, and Miz isn't doing anything these days. He calls Shane McMahon pest in the world. Shane is joined by Drew and Elias. But this is way too much Shane McMahon on my WWE TV, Alex. That being said, I loved Raw last night. I thought it was a blast, but the only thing I didn't like was the Shane stuff. Back-to-back nights, I didn't like the Shane stuff. Now, I liked one of the ways they got him heat tonight, but that's about the extent of it. We don't need this much Shane on our TV. At this point, I'm wondering why he's not feuding with Kofi Kingston. Somebody uh, said on Twitter that um, it's possible that – making Shane one of the top guys on both shows, at least Vince knows he's never going to ask out of his contract or (laughs) not re-sign. At least he he can trust Shane to, uh, to be there for him. Um, I I have reached my Shane McMahon quota for, for the year. Like if he shows up in the build to WrestleMania 2020 and tonight's the last time I see him, I, that'd be fine. Like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of done with this whole thing. They've, I don't know what the point, I mean, again, we'll have to wait and see, but the point of this whole thing with the Miz has to be Miz eventually getting the better of Shane, but it feels like this has been going on since like November because it kind of has been. So it's just weird. Like, again, they, they, WWE is great at treading water but they very rarely actually swim anywhere. Yeah, man, I couldn't agree with you more in, in that regard. Uh, yeah, uh, this this is not good. Uh, Shane is an okay heel, but again, he's way overexposed. Roman going after Drew is brought up. McIntyre put, puts over his Claymore. Shane, and Miz kept saying, you do understand, and then negate something that Shane does. And I was like, man, you went there a little too often. I will say, I still enjoy a good Shane McMahon baked potato joke. I mean, I, I guess. Those hit for me. Those are winners to me. Yeah. I can take those. Yeah. Uh, this was 20 minutes of the first broadcast, though. Again, it's. I don't think it's even excusable on Raw. Like, I don't. I don't think you you can you can devote uh, the first third or some cases the first half of the first hour of your three hour program to people just standing around talking to each other, uh, usually rehashing a bunch of stuff we already know. Um, but it's inexcusable on SmackDown. You have so many people on this roster that are not getting on television. And you got to bring people over from Raw to take over much of the two-hour thing. And the fact that it starts with Shane 
in the ring for 20 minutes before we even, you know, a bell, you know, rings. We get to a first match, which again, heavily involves the, the Shane story. One of two Shane stories that, that continue throughout this. I mean, it's just, this is, this is some really dark days of WWE storytelling and booking right now. Like the fact that this, these kinds of, of programs are near are at the top of, of both shows. Miz wants a match with Shane McMahon. Shane says if he beats both Elias and Drew, he'll get it. And Miz does, at least to Elias, in like two minutes. Yep. Like, what the hell? Two minutes? Hot damn. Elias got in some good offense. The rope walk Meteora is great. The sit-down powerbomb is great. But he gets beat with the Skull Christian finale in two minutes. I think this makes Elias look bad. Well, listen... uh... I I I agree. Of course, it makes Elias look bad. But again, this is his function. Like when 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 Shane has the roster of henchmen, like one of the toadies has to be the guy who loses all the time, and one guy is is the bruiser who saves the the leader's ass when it's on the line in matches, who interferes and can come in, and that's who Drew is now. Also, he's got he's got Baron Corbin occasionally, Bobby Lashley occasionally, uh, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. They're all like basically anybody who's you know on the lower side of the honor meter. They're they're all uh, palling around with Shane McMahon, and he can just pick and choose who he uses. But Elias is the dude who takes the pinfalls quickly. I don't think that's the best use of him, but that's definitely the function he serves currently. Yeah, he is bulletproof to a level, but I mean, I don't think anybody's ever fully bulletproof on this show. Drew McIntyre is up next, and he already lasts longer than Elias because they go through a commercial break, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing is that he gets in the ring, uh, and then they immediately go to commercial break, and up in a little picture in picture, you can just watch him destroy uh, Miz. Uh, one of the things I did like was this thing where he kind of picks him up in the old um, atomic drop or reverse atomic drop position and just slams him spine first into the apron, then the barricade, then the apron, then the barricade. That was a really cool little thing. But again, anyone uh, who's watching outside the United States doesn't see it because they don't show that picture picture to them. And anyone who's watching in the United States who can't be bothered to like watch a little corner of the screen, they don't see it either. So maybe you put the cool stuff on the TV where everyone can see it. Maybe. Just a suggestion coming from a dude who really doesn't know anything. Yeah. So, uh, Shane McMahon, after Drew McIntyre hits Miz with the Claymore for the win, gives him his match anyway. And an exhausted Miz immediately taps out to the triangle submission. Shane runs around like he's accomplished something, which is the character. That is the character. So I'm cool with that. I thought that was a good bit of heat to put on him. I do hate that Elias had to be sacrificed for that, at least in such short fashion. If it were five minutes even, and like maybe something backfired and cost Elias the match. The problem is, Sean, they don't have the extra three minutes to give to this match because they had the promo at the beginning. And then at at 9-10, or excuse me, what is it? Whatever it was, 8-10, 9-10, whatever it was, whatever the second, seven minutes in the second hour, they have all the guys who are going to be in the six-man tag match main event 20 minutes from now 
come out and talk about how they're going to be in that tag match main event. Like, again, you have a lot of people, really talented people on this SmackDown roster who can't get a match, who can't get a storyline. And so you've got to have these guys who are all, who do have the storyline come out and beat it to death. It's it's just I, I I it's hard to watch sometimes. I had somebody bring up Cesaro and Ricochet's exhaustion from going from Super Showdown to the house show on Sunday, dehydrated mm-hmm. to Raw, saying that the botch is WWE's fault and saying it's slave driving. I'm like. That is very disrespectful to people who were yeah, fucking well, slaves. Sure. They did not get paid six figures. This is not like a thing. Like they people who don't want to go to Saudi Arabia don't have to go to Saudi Arabia. Like that's that's that. They yeah. don't they didn't have to go. Uh up next, Daniel Bryan are out to trash talk the Yolo County tag team champions. Uh as Warren pointed out, these tag team belts will pop up on the Indies and will be defended, Alex. Yeah, well, what's what's going to be great, and this is exactly how I would book it if I was doing a little indie show, I would have the tag team show up with the YOLO belts, and then I would have a different tag team show up with identical YOLO belts, and them feuding over, like, which one of them is the imposters? Because only one of us can be champions. We have the real belts. No, we have the real belts. Well, let's fight and get to, get to see. I think and it can be a lot of fun. You could do this. Like, this is the kind of stuff it was kind of made for. Um, but I, I will say my first immediate thought was, oh my God, they're running the same angle for Brian and Rowan that they ran for Billy and Peyton last night on raw. Like they brought in the jobbers that they're going to squash. Whoa, 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 whoa. These were not jobbers. These were the Yolo County tag team champions. Right. And, and as, as Bill, uh, Peyton and, and, and Billy said last night, they were the best two women in San Jose they could find. So I guess you, you trust one tag team to be telling the truth and the other one to be lying. I mean, did, did I ever tell way. you about the team that I faced one time? No, please tell and me. And they, they told me that their gimmick was that they were traveling champions. Mm-hmm. They said that was their gimmick. Keep in mind, they had not wrestled in four years and had <laughs> never had never wrestled out of the county in which they lived in. Yeah. So I'm telling – we had the match, worst match of my life. Without a doubt. I go to do commentary for an MMA show, and uh, my broadcast partner, who also did some wrestling, is like, man, that sounds an awful lot like my experience. Hmm. Like his worst match ever. It was with the same guy. Of course. Man. Traveling champions. I wish I I got to face the YOLO tag team champions. (laughs) That would have been a pleasure. Heavy Machinery came out. They won a tag title shot but they're getting the Olo champs instead, and they squash him. Mm-hmm. Otis gets a pop for the worm. I am not excited for this match, but I am interested to see what Daniel Bryan and Rowan can get out of these two guys. Absolutely. I, I will say this. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the energy that Heavy Machinery brings into the ring. I don't know. I mean, technician-wise, I don't know what, what they add, but I love their finishing move like the the new variants where it's a pop-up into um into that uh you know that follow a slam position versus then the compactor and then otis rolling off followed by tucker doing a splash 
Like, I, I, I think that's really cool. But the thing is, I, I don't know. But then again, listen, it's SmackDown Live. They don't, they don't have a huge tag roster. Uh, but uh, maybe the Colognes are healthy, and they could, you know, have a series of of quick matches against the Colognes. It's, hey, they got a wild card. It doesn't matter. That's true. No, like, why are we even suggesting it? Daniel Bryan keeps rowing from attacking heavy machinery after the match. Tim Traver, thank you for the super chat. He says, I don't have a question, but everybody at Fightful is doing an awesome job. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Thank you, Tim. One of our most loyal followers, a great dude. Uh, if you all want your question ran on uh, on the show or your statement read, send a super chat. R-Truth is backstage recapping his week to Carmella Ooh. and accidentally gets locked in a box trying to hide, Alex. Yes. Carmella has to leave to go to her match. Yep. But Jinder Mahal is coming through a hall. Mm-hmm. And he knows that R-Truth is in there and starts to impersonate Carmella. Dare I say this is Jinder Mahal's best work since we LC. <laughs> You're, you're you're probably right. Um, yeah, that that was good. Listen, Jinder's Jinder's fulfilling a role here. At least you know there's there's this thing that he's 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 been tapped as 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 our truth's uh, top contender, at least for the time being. He is our truth Yosemite Sam, is what yeah. he is. Yeah, basically, and I'm yeah. okay with that. Yeah, Jinder Mahal can play Yosemite Sam very yeah. damn well. Or if you prefer, using another uh, trope from the same series of cartoons. Uh, R-Truth's the Roadrunner, and uh, Jinder Mahal's Wile E. Coyote. I mean, it's the same basic idea. I, did, I, I need to see him, like, building elaborate traps with like out of boxes that say Acme on them. Like, just go go whole hog. I want him to see him paint a paint a tunnel on the wall and, and R-Truth run straight into it. Like, let's, let's just do it. Make it fun. Hey, I mean, they, they've went there before to some degree. Do you remember when... Chavo Guerrero was chasing Hornswoggle around and he gets hit in the head with a paint can. Yeah. He turns around and Macaulay Culkin's standing there. Yeah. And Macaulay Culkin just goes, that's not funny. <laughs> I would love to see some stuff like that. Yeah. Play it up. Yeah. I, make it, they already make it plenty fun. This was the least effort they put into a segment. And overall, it was still harmless compared to some of the stuff that they do. Sure. It'll do great YouTube numbers per usual. It'd be easy for me to throw out recommendations for stuff like this, but when it's such an over-the-top success for them digitally, yeah. it's really hard for me to to go out and say something like that, especially consistently. This isn't Brock Lesnar showing up once a month. This isn't Goldberg showing up once a year. This isn't The Undertaker pop, popping up quarterly. They're doing over a million for this stuff every single week, multiple times a week. It is a runaway success for WWE. Uh, I think – well beyond what they could have ever imagined. So oh, certainly, yeah. Gender uh, is trying to find truth and is on his way to LA, I guess, for Raw. Uh, I guess the well, didn't didn't he say that like he's running out of air? Didn't he say that? Like he said he's got a couple breaths left. Yeah, he's like I, Ryan Reynolds in that damn movie. <laughs> just like just buried, like just, just like, like it, just like it, identical. Um. Uh, yeah, this is, this is all fine and well and good. Um, okay. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, this is the kind of stuff that I'm like, if you keep your, your silly shit to this, and this is, this is the place where the silly shit goes in this box where, where our truth is lying fine. But the problem is they try, they usually try and like make it elsewhere and then it becomes corny because they don't know 
that actually this is a, this is a storyline that doesn't need all the corny stuff. But this is fine. This is the great yeah. way to put it. And everyone who's who's involved in it is doing good stuff. The stuff in the elevator last night was a lot of fun. I'm not hornswoggle. I'm not hornswoggle. Yeah. I'm just a very small man. That's funny stuff, dude. 2.2 million on YouTube <laughs> yeah, for an elevator go. skit. There you go. Phenomenal. Good for them. Uh, I, I, I dig this. Carmella couldn't find him either. Speaking of, backstage, fire and desire, troll Ember Moon some more. Got to turn down the Ember Moon stuff a little bit, in my opinion. Having her just scream and then throw a trash can, I'm like, all right, but it, it yeah. goes from one end to the other, like to a disbelievable, unbelievable level. Well, this is the problem. This is it's not, it's not, I mean, this is what they tell her. They tell her, you're, you're, you're like, like, just go all flip out, like throw the trash can, scream. And then she does it. And they're like, great. And then they, like, we, you, 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 you listen to uh, Moxley and his interviews talk about how they do backstage stuff and how they do it 75 times and they got to go back and redo it again. And who knows, this might be the worst take, but the guy who's directing it thought it was the best one. You know what I mean? Like, it's just this weird stuff that they do. Um, again, when she flipped out, I was like, this is how I picture Ember Moon reacting when they told her, you're being moved from Raw to SmackDown. Um, but we're still going to give the SmackDown title opportunities to a raw person. That's so like, weird. You know, it's just, it's a, it's, she's, she's great. Like she's really, 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 really great. She's a former NXT champion. The fact that she's like hanging out backstage playing on her switch is the best use of her is just mind boggling. Yeah. Reminder guys, please tweet Melissa at IRL underscore tweener. Tell her to buy me a Nintendo switch. It is important. Uh, Speaking of great, I, I want to talk about Carmella. Yeah. It is overshadowed so much by her strong character work and even her comedic stuff with our truth But it, it's a something that you and I have talked about with regularity when she's yeah. on TV. But the thing is, she, she doesn't wrestle a ton. And that's okay right. because she doesn't have to wrestle a ton. She is someone WWE can rely on in the ring now, too. Yeah. She is just really good. Like, the, the counter... From the jackknife pin into the coat of silence. Beautiful. Hung with Sonya every step of the way. Mm -hmm. And we I, I hearken back to the point, Alex. She carried Charlotte in Charlotte's return match. Yep. And, and that was something that you and I, I think Jeff would, may have been on the show that night too. And we were all like, well, like one of us didn't want to say it, but because it's something, you know, that can draw the ire of the internet. Sure. <laughs> and we were all kind of in agreement there. Carmella yep. is just really damn good and really, really well-rounded now. She keeps improving. Um, and and Carmella is uh, one of, I would say, four women that doesn't include Charlotte on SmackDown that are perfect for people who could have a, a, a title shot, a, a title program against Bailey for this title. You could take Charlotte out of it. I mean, obviously, she's the top of the pecking order. But below her, you would have Carmella, who's a former champion, Ember, who's a former NXT champion, and you have Mandy and Sonya. Sonya looked really great in this match, too. When you have people like Sonya and Mandy and Carmella and Ember on SmackDown, and you decide, we need to bring Alexa Bliss over here to give her the title program, Hey, I, 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 I don't understand it. I wanted to praise Carmella. I didn't want to talk about Alexa. 
But I'm saying, I'm saying, Carmella is another person on SmackDown who's who's perfect, who's perfectly capable of having a title program. Hell, she's a former champion. I still, I still, it bothers me so much. They decided we we got to have the wild card rule extend to title feuds. That's just yeah, that, that's, that's just dumb. Ridiculous. That's dumb too. I don't like it either. Well, let's try to stay on point here. We got Sonya Deville, great in this match as well. Amazing, my God. I just I want to see a match where her and Bailey just lay it in on each other for like ten minutes because they both hit really hard. Mm. Like the knees that Sonya Deville was throwing in this yeah, match were great. So good. Mandy put Sonya's foot on the rope in the code of silence, but like Sonya could have just done that herself. All she had to do was move her foot. Yeah, that was a weird thing. And no. like I get I get they were trying to do the heel gimmick, but yeah. Carmella's suicide dive ruled, and it was preceded by an awesome Sonya bump to the outside. Yeah. Score, uh, Sonya scores another knee for the win. Good stuff here. Good stuff. Uh, the sharpshooter says sends a super chat and says, Alex, NBA Finals predictions. Will we be at SummerSlam? And can you say Sands of Time one last time? Uh, we'll start with SummerSlam. I will be at SummerSlam, or at least I'll be there SummerSlam weekend. Alex, I doubt you will be. No, I, I, I certainly do not have plans to be in Toronto for SummerSlam, no. Arctic of time yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in Toronto. What are your NBA Finals predictions very quickly? I wouldn't be surprised to see, like, Steph and Clay go off one last time in Oracle. And then, you know, then it becomes like, can Kawhi get it done in Game 7? Yeah. Possibly. But I also wouldn't be surprised to see the Raptors winning on winning Game Six. I mean, I mean the the news of not only is KD done for the series, he's done all of next year too. Like that could really screw with a lot of the Warriors mentally. So there's that. And finally, Sands of Time shop.fightful.com. We have beautiful shirts still available. It will be Sands of Time time again this fall Alistair Black promo which is basically me trying to get you to like anything on this show (laughs) (laughs) these are these are interesting promos (laughs) yeah yeah I I, we'll see where it goes Randy Orton wants to fight him and I think that would be a good one Listen, Randy Orton has volunteered now. Uh, Buddy Murphy did, but Buddy Murphy can't get on TV ever. Um, this is fine. My thought for Aleister Black, if he really needs people to fight, I know he wants to do the thing where you pick a fight with me. All he's got to do, find our truth pin him. Take the 24-7 title. <laughs> then he'll have a never-ending stream of jobbers to black mass in the face. That's a good point. You know, like, if you need people to fight you, the twenty four seven champ has got a never ending string of uh, of contenders. So, I will say we always talk about our truth explaining why he wants that championship. He his explanation was almost that he couldn't explain it tonight. He was I, like, "It's I, ruining my life, but I can't help it." I did like that. Like he's yeah. He's like um. He's like listen. She's she's ruining my life, but I love her, and I don't know why. I can't let her yeah. go. That's that's great. That's great. That's why our truth wants it and wants to keep it. I don't know what hold it has.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply has over everyone else but we'll, our we'll truth out. needs to get his cds out of that title belts truck it's and true. just go just go just go just go alonzo says felt great to see brian come out after a few weeks being gone it was a show that cycling talent in and out can work yeah uh what i don't need is the tag champs off the show for two months like hawkins and Ryder. no uh so i i'm fine with this yeah I'm fine with that. Rob Bookin says, I'll hang out with Matt Hardy for seven hours. I love the big money Matt character. It is underrated. It is probably one of my favorite. I interview. I hit him up one time and I was like, let me interview you as big money Matt. The guy is, so you can find it on the internet. Yeah. The, the, the irony was, is that his house is so goddamn big, the wing in which he did the interview didn't have internet service because it didn't <laughs> reach across his big-ass house, which I just thought was hilarious. Uh, one of the few people I'll interview in character. Apollo is cutting a promo, promo about Andrade backstage, and Zelina confronts him. Zelina was great here. Mm-hmm. Not a whole lot there, just Zelina threatening him. Then we see Chad Gable taking notes and not allowing Apollo Crews to see what he's writing. Then, right after this show, he appears on 205 Live, Alex. Yes. That's great news for Chad Gable, at least getting on TV. Yeah, no, this is the thing. Is um, uh, I mean, uh, I don't know what this whole thing with him and Apollo Crews is, is doing. I guess he's pulling double duty if they're like, unless it's like a random one shot appearance on 205 live but let me tell you Chad Gable is the kind of guy you could anchor 205 live around like he's just the absolute technician i would love to see him doing stuff with like high flyers cuz he's not a high flyer he can do stuff off the top rope but he's not a high flyer he's a technician he can be suplexing people Chad Gable could be the Brock Lesnar like suplex city of all these guys who were you know 15 20 pounds lighter than he is even there's a lot of cool stuff they could do with it. I'm also intrigued for what they're doing with him and Apollo Crews because that could be a fun team too. Listen, more Chad Gable is always the answer. I would be stoked with Chad Gable becoming a very dominant, long-reigning 205 Live Cruiserweight champion mm-hmm. and then doing the thing that we've always talked about of the Cruiserweight stepping up and saying, I'll beat the heavyweights too, even while I do this, just to show you we're on the even plane. He's that good. He's amazing. He's very good. Backstage, Alexa Bliss tells Nikki Cross that there were hurtful things said about her on social media after the interference Mm -hmm. from Bailey last night. I love the interactions, but this is like, it's like, hey, Nikki, just use your phone. Check it out. We know you have a phone. You post vlogs all the time. Yeah, no, she's, she's, she's on Twitter. So I'm assuming she's also on Instagram. And if she doesn't have Bailey blocked, then she could easily see what Bailey's been liking on Instagram. And as as could Kayla story. Braxton. Yes, absolutely. Who says, allegedly, yeah. Bailey liked something. And I was like, all right, listen. Yeah. 
I, I needed Peyton and Billy to show up. Did you go to journalism for that? Yeah, exactly. Those two are so great. The, everything they do backstage where they're not scripted is absolute gold. And yeah. they then they give them something to, to, to read on, on, you know, walking down to the ring, and it's not nearly as good. Listen, the whole thing with Nikki Cross and, and uh, Alexa Bliss, it's a Regina George, you know, mean girls thing where she's manipulating her into whatever, and that's – Fine and well and good, but it, it's also the only way WWE knows how to write women, as though they're still in high school and catty. And, you know, those same motivations extend now to them in their mid-20s to early 30s. I feel like there's more things you could do with this. But right now, it seems to be working out okay. We get more Nikki Cross matches on TV. I'm always okay with that. Bold of Bailey to do that drop kick after last night, but she did it. Yep. She did it. This is a fine match. Nikki Cross, I'm glad she uses the falling reverse DDT. I love that move. That's been one of my favorites for a long time. Uh, Bailey, again, really hard hitting for better or for worse. She laid in that rope stunner and the elbows. Mm-hmm. One with a flying elbow drop. This was a pretty elementary match. It was interrupted by a commercial. Yeah. Two real good female wrestlers. Just two really good wrestlers, not even just female. Wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. Just really good wrestlers. It was. It was fine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, it, it's it's fine. Um, it it, it the, the wild card has to me. It's just it's just ruined everything it touches. So even though this is fine and well and good, and I'm sure that it's very possible this Alexa Bliss versus Bailey feud and angle and series of matches um, is always is going to be good. And Nikki Cross being involved is good. It still it comes out of the wild card, which is inherently terrible and a bad oh, yeah. thing and so anything that comes out of that i just distrust and despise horribly so i'm trying to figure out how to how to evaluate it objectively while also maintaining that the wild card is bad for all involved but absent that context this feud is progressing well i would really really like if come october September, whenever, whenever the hell the new TV deal starts. Yeah. Triple H shows up and says, okay, we're going to redraft these rosters now. Yeah. Yeah. And you plan it from, from September, yeah. you plan ahead. You yeah. talk to the wrestlers and you go, what show would you rather be on? Yeah. Is there somebody you need to be with? And you yes. work that all in. You talk to USA, you talk to Fox and you mm-hmm. say, Hey guys, listen, you know what works better? making these guys special. That way, when they do cross over, it means something more, and it'll pop a rating. This is why um, the thing with uh, the stuff they're doing, I always feel like they are in a holding pattern. They don't really know what they're doing. They just know they're going to eventually do something. Like Aleister Black sitting in there yelling about how nobody's coming to pick a fight with him. And then he has somebody in the room, wherever the room is in, open the door so he can yell out of the door. What a missed opportunity it is for some, for for a shadow to darken that door. And then you hear maybe a familiar voice say, I'll fight you, Alistair. And then we pull away and it is Randy Orton or whatever it is. Like what an amazing moment that would be. But I suspect they have no idea who Alistair Black is eventually going to feud with because they're just keeping him in the view of us. And when they finally figure it out, then they'll do it. But I don't mean like, it's just a weird thing. Like they, I don't trust them to know 
what the next move is after the next move. But they need to start doing that very soon because I don't think the Fox executives will be playing the same game that USA is. Yeah. Promo time. Another 15-minute promo that we didn't need. I'm glad Big E is back. The two months kind of flew by, honestly. Having him on during that period he was off really shortened it. He's not even wearing a knee brace. That's good news. Uh, They make a booking joke about Charlotte saying that if he had a title reign for every time he's back, then uh, he would be Charlotte. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about kind of bringing up booking in in that aspect? I'm not keen on it. Um, I will say it's um, it's in character for Big E. This is not the first time he's mentioned Charlotte being like you know the the champ many many times. I can't remember the exact quote, but it was basically the same joke. Like, uh, who does she think she is, Charlotte Flair, or something like that? When when yeah. she's like that thing, like it's a thing. Like at least it's consistent. Like we always talk about, we want character consistency. At least he's being consistent. If, yeah. if, if the implication is that WWE is just booking her in title matches, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Because I mean that it isn't an inside term. No. As in booking, I mean, I booked a flight. I booked exactly. this. That. I mean. Said. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I I agree. Like the idea that she she wins title matches. But a lot of times she's put in title matches seemingly out of nowhere, and maybe that's the joke. Yeah, I don't know. What'd you think of all the heel promos? To me, Sami Zayn was the only one I really cared about just because he got a little bit upset over New Day talking about his narrow behind. Yes, I like that. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, listen, it, heels are the best when they make good points. And yeah, the way when he said, listen, if, if if I, during the pay-per-view match of Money in the Bank, if I had come in and I had kicked Kofi Kingston while the ref wasn't looking and Kevin had won, everyone would hate it. But at Super Showdown, Xavier Woods kicks Dolph, Dolph Ziggler and Kofi Kingston wins. Everybody loves it because you're all a bunch of hypocrites. And that's true. That's objectively true. We are hypocrites. We favor the guys we like and we don't like the guy, whatever. Like, I, I appreciate that he's saying that. And then, of course, he takes it too far. And then, you know, the, the heat is actually realized in, in that way. Um, but Sammy actually was making good points. Um, Kevin Owens, again, seems to be the guy who doesn't know why he's wherever he is at any point. I just go where they tell me to fight people. And I like that that is kind of his, uh, his dominant character trait. Kofi Kingston talking about all the times that he's beaten these guys was really good. That's good. He exudes champion. To me, anybody who is trying to, like like people, they try to hang on to, oh, he was a mid-carder. Well, he's not anymore. Well, ratings are low. Okay, imagine how low they'd be without this really great champion. And now we've got people that are like, pancakes! And then I post a picture of, double UFC champion Daniel Cormier dancing and twerking in his underwear to ice cream and chicken green screens. And all of a sudden I don't see those people anymore. Yeah. People can be entertaining and still be champions. Not everybody has to be a brooding champion. Not every champion has to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. Not every champion has to be a certain way. In fairness, great. In fairness to those jerks, they've been conditioned by years of WWE programming. That the guys who just love to have fun, quote unquote, 
Those guys, the guys who throw pancakes, they're not championship material. They've been conditioned by WWE over the years to believe that. But if you if you take a step back and say, well, why not? Why can't they be? Then you realize that there's no reason why they can't be. But I understand where they're coming from simply because WWE has told us for years and years, no, no, no. The guys who quote unquote love to have fun, they're not they're not real champions. They can be tag champs, sure, but they can't be real champions. And now we have proof that all of that is a lie because WWE went through with it. They put the belt on Kofi and he's been looking great ever since then. And I like that he's keeping the same Kofi Kingston traits that he had before he became WWE champion, showing that he will not forget who he was and where he came from. There's something I want to address. There was a comment from somebody who I like in the chat says, Biggie's finisher is the fourth wall break. Okay. Guys. I think maybe some of you don't understand how goddamn strong Big E is <laughs> and what his body consists of. Yeah. He ain't a pillow, guys. Yeah. If he throws you up on his shoulder, even that does not feel good. No. It ain't falling onto a track mat. It's nope. not a pole vault. Nope. He's slamming you into the ground face first just because you land a little bit on his arm. Yeah. Does not change that. My God. I, I see a lot of that with the end of days, too. There was the running joke that Corbin... He, he rock bottoms himself. Forget forget the fact that nobody actually has him in a urinagi when he does right. it. Right. And the whole thing is that they cannot control what they're doing. Right. There's a lot to that, guys. If you brace yourself in a certain way and you know what's coming, the other person doesn't know what's coming. Yep. It's quite a bit of it. New Day defeated Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and Dolph Ziggler. This was all building to Biggie's hot tag. Yes. And it worked. It was great. It wasn't like an amazing, outstanding match. It was really, to me, it was a, a, a 1990s tag match, which aren't sure. that great necessarily. Yeah. yeah. But it was Kofi Kingston, burst of offense, got worked over. Xavier Woods, burst of offense, got worked over. Uh, Kevin Owens did a cool moonsault. That was yeah. me. That was great. But it was down to a couple things. Big E gets a hot, hot tag. You can tell he's been waiting on for months. Yep. Kofi Kingston pins somebody, does his finisher twice. That was really good. It accomplished what it needed to accomplish. Sami yeah. Zayn doesn't have a program right now, so he can take the loss. No, it's not Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn's program is he'll probably be a special guest referee in you know, a week from Sunday. So yeah, he's, he's being, he's being shipped over from raw to eat pins and okay, fine. Like again, people have to serve those functions. Um, Do I think it's the best use of Sami Zayn? No, I do not. But that's the, that's the function that he serves currently. Um, Yeah, that's fine. He can do that. It's not going to hurt him in any way. That's fine. Um, But uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, this was all, as you said, by the book. And it was great to see the old Big E, you know, coming in, hot tag, throwing Ziggler over his head in those belly-to-bellies, uh, his, you know, running splash that he does off the ropes. Uh, that's that's always great. You know, they, they I like that they decided maybe to save the YOLO dive for when it's not his first match back, just in case something might go wrong and have, uh, you know, uh, Ziggler – very gingerly break up that thing with a little slightly raised knee. That was that was a good decision, I thought, on their part. This was all very good, non-offensive, perfectly competent, perfectly cromulent 
wrestling. And I'm fine with that. And that's okay. Good. Sometimes that's all you need. Yeah. I I agree with you. I agree with you. That was SmackDown Live. Yeah. Yeah. The problem is when so when you have perfectly cromulent wrestling, sometimes the what you come away with is meh. So what yeah. what you need is to have that competent wrestling balanced out by some really spectacular stuff, which I don't think we got tonight. We and didn't. that's the problem, you know? The thing that I liked most on this show was Carmella versus Sonya Deville. Yes, me too. And and on my match ratings, that didn't even hit recommended viewing because of how abrupt it was, how short it was. Yeah. So that was that. Uh, Batista did an interview this week with Ryan Satin, a pro wrestling sheet, and he really ran down WWE scripting things. Now, yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen the promo that Jimmy Van often references the WrestleMania 30 press conference thing where he said, yeah, they had all the stuff written for me. It's stupid. I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. He went on the record and said, yeah, it's gotten worse. <laughs> yeah, It's gotten a lot worse. And John Cena is probably the last person who will be allowed to get over the way that he's over because of that. Alex, what 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 has to happen for them to change? Does does it does it have to be AEW taking off and being yeah. something so different? Yeah, it does. It has to be competition that they see like that. That it has to be what has to be. It has to be a competition which gives them reason to actually look for things, and then it has to be somebody like Triple H. Although, as the revival said, maybe the Triple H isn't the savior we think he is, but somebody like him. To sit down with the boys and go, what can we do to help you and not hinder you? Because ultimately, the people are tuning in to watch you. So what what do, can we do to help you get more people to watch, like get them excited? What are we doing to hold you back? And how can how can all of that change? And then a couple of guys say, let us like honestly, Billy and Peyton. Just go out there and show the stuff they do when they're improving backstage and then show a clip of them delivering scripted lines and then go, let us do the stuff that we do backstage in the ring. And then, you know, like that, that's a, that's a very clear delineation because they're so obviously different when you know, in those two locations, but it's got to have to come from somebody at the top who's willing to listen to the rank and file of the people who are working the, the performers telling them we can't be scripted like this anymore. You've got to let us be ourselves. We haven't done this lately. I've forgotten MVPs of the night. Who's your pick? I mean, it's, it's tough to pick one and not because there are a lot of choices. It really is like, it's, I I, I don't know. I I didn't, I didn't have a, uh, uh, I didn't get to do this last night. So even though it was a rerun from last night, I'm going to go Bray Wyatt in the Firefly Funhouse. Because that's consistently the most imaginative thing that's going on right now. Um, if if I'm not allowed to do it, do that because it was technically last night was the premiere. Uh, then I'll say Sonya because I love the stuff she was doing in the ring. I really feel like they're missing an opportunity to to like put her in the position that Lacey Evans is in. Like let you know what 
we see things in you. We're going to put you in a position. Let's see if you can sink or swim. You're going to see if you cut in promos. You're all, we already know you can work in the ring. So let's see where if you, we actually have something here. Because I think they do. And it's not lost on me that she's out there with, with the rainbow pride flag in, in her back pocket. I think that's a major way they can tap into a new audience by promoting her to the forefront of things in the women's division. Yeah, I got to go with Sonya, too. She had the backstage segment with Ember Moon, which I didn't think was great, but she did look really good in that match with Carmella. And if it wasn't Sonya, it would be Carmella for me because she made Sonya look like a million bucks and was a part of a segment that's probably going to do millions of views on YouTube with R-Truth. That's true. So uh, that that's really what I got. Um, NBA talk, Alex. <laughs> Kevin Durant, man, this is sad stuff. Like it, it really, it really changes. It changes. There are every, so many things every, that could happen right it now. It changes everything, Sean. Like from the people who really knew his camp, like he was gone. He was yeah. gone. And and you, you got to wonder who's who's you know saying, okay, guy with a potentially career crippling injury, we're willing to give you the max. Like, who's that? I don't even think the Knicks are that. Like, I don't even think the Knicks are that poorly run. So, like, does it, the, the smart thing for him to do for himself is to use that player option, opt in for one more year, and just rehab like crazy in the Bay Area and say, no matter if I'm healthy or not, I'm not coming back for the playoffs. This is for me and me alone. I came back to try and win you guys a championship in game five. And I may have ended my career, at least yeah. as such as it is. So I am taking that $31 million. Call it like you owe me. We'll call it an IOU. And I'm going to re- rehab on your dime. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see. Maybe I'll re-sign here. Maybe I won't. But like that's what Kevin's got to do for Kevin. As far as the rest of the league goes, if he was going to go to New York and team with Kyrie or Anthony Davis, all of a sudden the East – with with Milwaukee, yes, they're still very good. With Toronto, if if they could re-sign Kawhi, with New York, like they become like what the West has been for years. But now, if he doesn't move over to the to the East, maybe Davis doesn't go to the Knicks. Maybe Davis re-signs with the Pelicans. Him and Zion, like there's so many things that are open, all because 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 poor Kevin Durant's calf rolled up like a window shade last night. You know. Yeah, that was – and see, here's the thing. I can't pretend to know the motivations and priorities of a millionaire. No. I can't. So maybe some – I mean, there are going to be teams who will be like, you know what, we'll probably give you a max anyway. We'll take – we'll roll the dice. We'll, we'll yeah. see it. There's a chance that he pulls a Dallas Kukul and is like, you know, I'm not. Just, I'm just going to opt out and not sign anywhere. Maybe I sign ahead of the free agent deadline next year and maybe – Yeah. Maybe – it's a one-year deal. Maybe it's a multi-year deal. Maybe like I can't pretend to know what he's going right. to do. Maybe he re-ups with the the Warriors for all five years. Like holy crap! There's it's and the other thing. Yeah, what happens in in Game Six and then potentially in Game Seven could further alter the balance of power. If Kawhi wins and says, "Listen, I got you guys. You're one. Bye." Or yeah. if Kawhi says, "Listen." Um, I, I won. I kind of like it here. I'm going to stick around and see if we can become a dynasty. Whatever happens, if he stays in Toronto, that's one thing. If they lose and he says, listen, I, I, I was Superman. I was the best thing in the finals since Jordan, and you guys couldn't help me out. Bye. 
I'm going to LA and becoming a Clipper. All of a sudden, everything changes there too. Like there's crazy stuff that, that is that is potential, and all of that can depends on whether or not Steph and Clay hit a total of 15 threes in Game Six, and then Game Seven is up for grabs. Man, there's so many questions about this season. We're gonna do a draft special. We'll probably do a, a free agency special too, because I don't see why not. Assuming that our draft show does uh, uh does a good number we'll do it somebody in the chat says no one giving a guy with a torn achilles a max contract homeboy timothy mozgov got 16 million <laughs> yeah but he didn't have an, he didn't have a torn achilles i will might say, as well have that's true that's true for for all the production he gave yes i agree i will say i think somebody's going to offer him a lot of money but i don't think it'll be the max because like there's a lot of teams that are like Let's just like Memphis, like let's just offer him every dime we have on the books and see if he takes it. You know what I mean? Like somebody's going to do it. I don't yeah. know that. I don't know that he will then accept it. Is what Durant I'm max contract minus one year is yeah. worth a lot more than so many other guys. So I, I think they definitely. I think somebody definitely will offer him a max contract. Regardless, are are you kidding me? Have you seen some of the contracts in the NBA? Oh yeah, they're crazy. And somebody goes, you didn't just compare Mozgov to KD, did you? It's the NBA. I was saying somebody signed Timothy Mozgov to a $16 million a year deal. Literally, Alex, all the Lakers had to do (laughs) was not sign Mozgov to have a really good team right now. Yep. If they didn't sign Mozgov... Yep. They're rocking with D'Angelo Russell, LeBron James, mm-hmm. and probably Julius Randle right now. <laughs> yep. Yep. My God. Imagine not being able to decipher that. My God. James Young says, have you seen Boogie's offers? No, I haven't. Boogie took a mid-level exception to win a ring. Yes. That's what he did. Also, yep. he ain't KD. No, he's not. Love Boogie Cousins. He ain't KD. No one's confusing Boogie Cousins for the best player in the NBA. There you go. Guys, leave us a thumbs up. Until next time, we're out. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.